But hey guys, uh, another episode of America's Hometown Horror, yet again brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they believe in building their reputation on every motherfucking job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today (laughs) to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189, or at shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's Shine. T-H-R-U, window cleaning, shine through, (laughs) shine through, window cleaning. (laughs) What is up? What's going on, guys? Not much. We're getting close to the 4th of July. It is the prime time of summertime, my friends. And we are here yet again for another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am joined by always as my co-host. Uh, I am joined by always as my fellow co-hosts. One uh, Otis, who's laying on the floor, like a baby. I also have with me Cat. Hello. How are ya? I'm great. What's How are going you? on? Not much. Anything new? No. No. And Andrew. I was wondering. I, I was like, did they say my name already? Did I miss my introduction? Did I miss, no, what did happened? I, miss my I wasn't cue? paying attention. I switched I it up. I was staring at the wall, wondering why is it that shade of white? Well, you're sitting ahead of me, uh, in front of me, excuse me, always. So I always look at you first, and then I go to Cat. But I switched it up this way. You did. That's why I got. I think that's why I got confused. Yeah. So I was like. Did he already ask me? And I just stared at him like, hello. Good question. Yes. I was like, fuck, I messed up. I already blew it. Well, we're here uh, tonight, you guys, to well, talk about... Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will. Will. Wheaton. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. So we're here tonight to talk about a uh, TV show that we have talked about numerous times over the last few episodes. It has recently become streaming on Netflix, and it is hell worth a watch. And that would be Hannibal, which is a C- uh, a TV show that ran for three seasons on NBC of all channels, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. But, as always, before we jump into our topic du jour, two quick news items. Catherine's favorite part. <laughs> and she's taking a nap. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Two very quick things. They could even be said in one sentence. Snooze fest. Doubtful that you're going to do that. Though. First item. No, no uh, absolutely not. Lovecraft Country, which is an HBO new series that is uh, executive produced by Jordan Peele. Which I think that's your two sentences. You've, <laughs> you uh, you've watched the trailer, that's Andrew. Your, that's your two sentences. Got a, premiere, got, a, <laughs> got a premiere date of August 16th. It's another sentence. New horror series on HBO starting August 16th, Lovecraft Country. Are you into it or not? Lovecraft. I think that was like two other So sentences. what was the other Lovecraft thing that came out? Color of Space or Color of... Color Out of Space. Okay, so this is a different one. And this is the one that I wanted to see. Yeah, this, yes. is, this looks good. Amazon? No, HBO. HBO. You guys, uh, nobody pays attention to me. No, well, I'm lis- I was no, listening. I'm don't. thinking HBO. Lovecraft thing. Country I'm premieres August 16th. Much, uh, I want to watch that but show. But you just keep talking, and I feel like we have ADD, so we're just like, uh, Well, yeah, that's not my problem. I'm over here staring at this candle. That's a nice <laughs> logo for the Seahawks. And they- Could you fucking put that on? Like, nice coloring. Well, for those of you that are paying attention, Lovecraft Country is a new horror series that's going to premiere on HBO on August 16th. Check it out. Next news and final news item. That's way more than two sentences. Two well, he has to do items. 
Two now hours. we're at like eight cents. Yes. Oh, Seriously, we're way more than eight cents. No, it's like well, twelve you now. Keep, you keep stopping. Literally, me. literally, we're at like fifteen, eighteen, yep, seventeen. Keep going. I'm just going to keep adding sentences. <laughs> Thirty-four, seventy-two. It's it's your fault though because you did you interjected. So now I'm going to ramble on. Okay. Ramble on, fucking. <laughs> so the Conjuring Three peeps, or as it is more aptly titled, the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, which could be the worst title in the history of movies. It's a is terrible title, title. Is that the title of the Trump documentary? No. The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> it is not, that I know um, of at least. Question. But yeah, The Conjuring 3 pushed till 2021 due to coronavirus, which we've seen happen with a lot of movies. It sucks, but whatever. You know There's what? Conjuring 2? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a big hit. Really? It was awesome. We watched it. We did. <laughs> what am I even doing here, folks? What am I even doing here? You got a bunch of people just asking questions like, we what? We yeah. did. When did we do that? And I thought we were eating cat I don't yeah. remember a lot of the To the person that doesn't care about horror news or horror at all, I just satisfied her. That's it for the news, you guys. That's it for me. That's it. <laughs> Two quick thoughts because I've been trying to shorten it up for you. Oh, so we went to thoughts now. So it's way more than just now. Right? Unless the, if, there's, if there's a particular topic that I really want to talk about, the topic du jour? then we'll talk about it. But there wasn't really too. There hasn't really been too much news. Can I so, just enlighten the audience for one second? Yes. yes. I like how you're leaning forward. I'm leaning forward because I have a uh, public service announcement. So, if you have a problem with Mike's format, where he brings up news items that matter, are relevant, involve horror, then you should vote for Mike. If you enjoy news segments that are about Angela Lansbury being on a television show that she never was on, that we were talking about being rebooted on Netflix, and you had no idea what we were talking about, and you just spouted off Angela Lansbury... You should vote cat. Yes. Who's got two thumbs and is pointing at herself that nobody can see right way, now? Way, way up. <laughs> so, public service announcement. When uh, you have to decide who to listen to, uh, don't listen to cat. That's my point of view. Well, I mean, I would tend to agree with that because I feel like some people enjoy the news. Guys, that's so mean. Uh, factual, though. <laughs> you were No, I was just saying, you were talking about the wrong well, person on TV. Show. Well, Who doesn't uh, like Angela Lansbury, though? I mean, yeah, but um, what does she have to do with anything? Again, she, was she on had Unsolved nothing Mysteries. to do with uh, anything had, we She did about. have to do with one thing, though. She was on Unsolved Mysteries. Murder. <laughs> murder, she wrote. She wrote. Murder, she wrote. Yeah, right? Murder, she Okay. It's longest news segment ever now. Because, no, it's actually uh, probably the Angela shortest. Lansbury. It's still the shortest. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we're here to talk about Hannibal tonight. Hannibal. Yes. Which we're not talking. Hannibal. We're not talking about the movie. We are talking about the NBC TV series that ran Say from what? 2013. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From NBC. 2013 to 2015 on N A B A C, which stars Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter, uh, Hugh Dancy as Will Graham, Lawrence Fishburne Tiny as Jack Dancy. Crawford, Holy uh, that's what Hannibal slings and a bunch of other people that you will see and you'll be like, oh, I Lawrence. know this person from something. I already said Fishburne. And then that all great. Bitch. All the, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But Hannibal is a show that's been uh, in the news a lot lately because it finally came to Netflix, and because it came to Netflix, it got canceled early. It was one of the best-reviewed TV shows on TV. Uh, was not watched by a lot of people, so unfortunately it got canceled you know after season three. why it didn't get three. watched? 
Because well, it was on NBC. It was on. If you put that show on HBO, oh, it's True Detective yep. season one. Yeah, that show is phenomenal. Like this show that's was on True NBC. Though, yeah, no, that? that's what I'm saying. Like this, the fact that this show is on NBC baffles my mind. I know. And the amount of blood in this show. Oh my god, it's insane. I'm like, and this was on NBC. Oh no! Wonder I got poor ratings. People sitting down with their family, like, let's watch this. Show. Yeah, <laughs> a blood. It, it absolutely. Sh- it should have been made by a premium network. This should have been on HBO, Cinemax, uh, Showtime, you know, Stars, whatever. But with that being said, I can't believe all the fucking gore and shit they got away with on network TV on NBC, even in like a ten o'clock <laughs> slot. Well, riddle me this, Batman. Mm-hmm. Would this show have been better if HBO made it? I don't think it could have no, been. I mean, I don't think it would have could you have been better than it was? How? Throw in some nudity and some f bombs, and even if the violence is like only a little bit toned yeah. up or not even that much, I'm. On I'd board. like to see Hugh Dancy's three-inch penis. Is that what we're talking about? Nudity, um, penises, yes, yeah. penises, yeah. and, yeah. and, and yeah. Blood Hannibal. And the only nudity yeah. you would see is a sex scene between fucking Hannibal and Will Graham. Mm. This show is so. Oh, it's like yeah. fucking yeah. just we'll, robbing. We'll get at to the that. core. We will. We will get to that. But yeah, there's so much blood, <laughs> so much gore on this show. Yeah, we'll get to the gay relationship between Will and Hannibal. <laughs> we actually will. I I do have it in my notes. I, I'm just speechless. Like, like it is. An, it is an interesting He's thing to talk about because I said throbbing at the yeah, core. Yeah, Throbbing much. at Apparently, the core. Okay. I thought of throbbing peni. <laughs> wow, yes. throbbing at the core. Yeah, so obviously we kind of just got going, but like, one you know, core we, obviously we're all fans of this show. It's like a nuclear I, I, warhead. I would, I would love to see it continue. Andrew, what are your overall thoughts about this show before we jive ju- um, into thoughts and uh, trivia and categories and all that First show. off, you can get rid of cast replacements because I wouldn't replace everybody. Anyway, anybody. I Which think I did. The casting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was fantastic the story yeah. was fantastic i mean Wait, are we if i need to it, right no no oh, what i'm doing no. is if i need to get on my knees right now i will i'll give hannibal a nice swift okay. stroke of the genius <laughs> no it's a phenomenal show like I, what, how what could i say about it i love it it's my favorite it's great I was watching the show three years ago. That's why I don't remember anything now. We were I watched too. it so long ago. Yeah, and it was yeah. so good on Amazon. Right. So all you fucking Netflixers, no, oh, we I it on Amazon. You seen the show Hannibal? Yeah, motherfucker. Oh. I saw the show years ago. Shut up! Don't talk about that show to me. But it just got released on Netflix. Exactly. So if you haven't seen it, now's a good time to go back and check it out. Cat, uh, having rewatched the mo- the last season recently, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the show overall? Because I know we watched it a while ago too. What do you think? We did. I remember when we first watched it, you obviously wanted to watch it. It was one of your shows. And I was like, okay. I was like, I remember watching it and I was like, well, we can't watch this while we eat dinner for sure. Um, I might throw up if I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super gory. Which, you know, like, there's a lot of other horror movies I like that are super gory. Oh. Like, Saw, Hostel, like, all the torture porn. That, like, I like well, the as we mentioned wanna, before. I don't want to ruin Mike's points. What? But I know what you're going to talk about. Oh, okay. I'll tell you right Which now. of the many points? Wait, no, oh, I'm in one... the middle of talking, yeah, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> I'm sorry, I Don't ruin my moment in the sun. You have no moments <laughs> in the sun. So You shrew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 what kind of a joke? So, Who called someone a shrew? What is this? 17th century. Hello, you shrew. <laughs> Sorry, that was. What a joke. 
Right. You shrew. That's enough, Andrew. <laughs> you tame little shrew. Anyways, yeah, I liked Hannibal. It was cool. It was gory. I liked the cast. I thought it was awesome. I liked the music. I liked the nice food. I like, you know, charcuterie boards. Not necessarily human charcuterie boards, but, like, his nice taste in wine. Like, I thought the whole thing was twisted. The Silence of the Lambs bit I like. You know, yeah. like, it was cool. I liked it. Great Agreed. series. I'd say recommend it to watch, for sure. Andrew? I think I'm on Mike's level now. Like, I feel it. Um... So the first season... The Didn't you sh- already sh- talk? I did. But, what about Mike? Uh, we all know Mike knows everything about everything. You need everything. to wait your turn, Andrew. <laughs> oh, I don't want him to get this point because I just thought of it. So like Kat just said, I mean, this show looks gorgeous. And the... It is gorgeous. Why are you staring at me like that? The two of you right now. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm staring at the wall. You I'm not re- even paying attention. <laughs> I'm barely here. So the show looks gorgeous. It's shot beautifully. It's uh, you know almost to a fault because I think they kind of are up their own ass a little bit too much with some of the slow shots of like liquid being poured into glasses and blood be- blood being spilled and all of that. But I digress. The show is sleek but grotesque. Mm. There's a very big comparison or juxtaposition, if you will, between the gore and viscera of all these people being killed with food gore uh, guts blood and guts okay so there's a big comparison between like food and people's blood and guts that Hannibal kills and it just blends together so well that it's a very tough show to watch while you're eating because it makes you feel like you're there with them and you're eating people yeah it was was way too creepy I would probably have a bowl of Captain Crunch because I could definitely know that that is not a human being that's not a person that's Captain Crunch there's Captain Crunch and then there's humans on Sundays when The Walking Dead was on we would have Sunday Walking Dead meat dinners and I would make like racks of lamb and stuff and we'd have dinner this show is way this show is way grosser (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we We did watch people get eaten and eating racks of lamb it wasn't like in the same sense of Hannibal where he was like eating dinner with you, but he's eating people. I would right. assume that like, human tastes pretty good. Probably depends on what they eat. I, well, that's like that's what they did in season like three cattle. when he was. Can I talk you about need that? You find that person yeah. that eats a lot of butter. No, in season three when they're in <laughs> Europe and he's she's he's feeding her oysters and acorns and whatever the hell truffles else truffles because he wants her to taste good. Because one of their dinner guests, I forget who it was, said... They're all eating meat, and she's just eating oysters and acorns and fucking truffles. (laughs) And they said they used to feed that to whoever to make them Uh, taste Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's like a... Like, how do you not pick up on that there? Like, right. like okay, why is this woman only eating these things? Yeah. That's a weird thing. <laughs> My yeah. favorites. But acorns. It just, it Who just... eats acorns if you're piglet, but acorns? I don't even eat acorns. Can you eat an acorn? Apparently uh, you can. You, you can eat anything, but would you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat acorns. Would I, I mean, eat a like, dirty... like a chestnut? What am I, a fucking squirrel? But I mean, I like Squirrels nuts. don't even eat acorns. They just throw them at each other. They get upset. They don't even eat them because they're gross. Okay. Well, so like Andrew was saying earlier, I mean, the writing and the storytelling in this show is phenomenal. The cast is excellent. Uh, everyone from the top down, from Mads Mikkelsen to Hugh Dancy to Lawrence Fishburne, Gillian Anderson, uh, Richard Armitage, who plays the Red Dragon in the last season, Michael Pitt from Boardwalk Empire plays Mason Verger in season two. Like, these are some good actors. This is like some serious, like, A talent in this show. So they, they definitely took this serious, which... You know, I, I think it's one of the reasons why it's considered to be one of the best horror shows ever made. 
Can I ask a question? No. Sure. Um, so acorns, back to the acorns. Um, do you crack them like you crack a walnut? Probably. Like, is there another well, nut you can't inside? Eat, you can't eat the shells. So I'm, I'm not with it enough. <laughs> yes. Is it like yes, a dream? If you have a crack with an acorn, there's a nut inside. There is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Edgar so Edgar Allan Poe's like... a nut with an mm-hmm. nut. Oh, that's it's my favorite. I'm going to try cracking an acorn sometime. Go for it. Go inside. for it. <laughs> I'm not so, eating it. You know what, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to eat it, but I at least want to see what's inside. What? I know, I know. We're talking. She's about... going to crack acorns, but uh, one thing you should try if you ever are out in your backyard during the summertime and there are bats flying over above you. Oh boy, he loves. Take his, a uh, his quarter new empty or three quarters empty beer can or a wiffle ball, if you will, even throw it up at the bat. Bats have echolocation. They have no idea what it is. They will dive at that wiffle ball or beer can. I guarantee it. It happened when I was a kid. It happened. A couple weeks ago at our friend's house, I did it, so it'll happen. So for some reason, for they used pantyhose filled with sand. Oh, that's an idea, too. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's like the old people used to do that, but that's a weird thing. Well, first off, who's got pantyhose? Second off, <laughs> where the fuck are you getting sand from? Well, I on think, the beach? Honestly, I would probably um, give you a pair of my pantyhose, because I can't tell you the last time I wore them. Maybe to, like, a, a yeah. wedding that's such at a some 70s, point. Like, <laughs> that's such an 80s thing to say. Like, yeah. it's, Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, take a pair of my pantyhose. <laughs> nah. You made it weird. I'm going to save that sound <laughs> Now I feel uncomfortable. Well, it's knee highs. It's not pantyhose. Pantyhose is the whole, like, thing. Right. You're talking about just knee highs. I don't know what I'm All talking right, let's, about. Let's yeah, bringing it into more depth than it needs to be. <laughs> so for me, Hannibal. <laughs> Let me feel my crotch part of my pantyhose. My pantyhose with Nobody sand. needs to think about that. Sorry. I'll bring sorry. it to the I'm next sorry. time. Because I got a good point. I'm sorry. I had to throw some girl things in every now and then. I mean, Jesus. I'm the only female in this whole fucking house. I know. Like, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? So I think this movie is a battle between two show. different... <laughs> I think the show. Oh, yeah. Show. Channel? All what right. did you say? Channel? One, two, three. So, I think... <laughs> I think that this show is a battle between... Not just good and evil, but between apathy and empathy. Well, you got Will Graham, who's got a uh, empathy problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they diagnose it as. Well, that's, no, he has that's more what, than yeah, just that. No, no, that that's what they diagnose it as in the first season. That he has like he, he's so empathetic that he can actually see what these criminals are doing. So, would it be fair to say that Lecter has the opposite? He's apathetic. And has that yes. type of delusion. Like, it's that type of battle. Like, it's empathy versus apathy. Versus apathy. Bang! Mumbling my words. But, no, it's... You get Lecter, who's apathetic. Will Graham, who's empathetic. And it's that dynamic. The and yin and they yang. Want, and then they just want to bang half the time. So, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk about <laughs> that sexual uh, Good talk. thing. Those two uh-huh. homosexuals yeah. were doing something. Well, they weren't, though. <laughs> All right. Let's just he had a wife. And Who? Hannibal was with the chick. Will, no. Will, Will hung out with a bunch of dogs. Kid. Oh, like right. before. In season three. Hold on. Hold God. on. Hold After. But he should never have. He's hanging out with dogs all day. Like 35 dogs. <laughs> I shouldn't be with anybody. How many strays are you going to take home? All of them. 
Apparently. And we have a fenced up. yard, doesn't You matter. can't wake up next to someone sweating like that. <laughs> oh, well, the dogs wouldn't stay in their bed. No, him. He's sweating profusely. At the, oh, well, yeah. He's having night terrors about shit happening and he wakes up. You can't have... No, no one's dealing with that. Right. Uh, you need to find another bed because you're sweating terribly. So I think the seasons got better as they went along for me personally. Like, I, I thought season one was easily the worst... And as they went into seasons two and three, when they started to adapt directly from Thomas Harris's novels, which these are based on, those were the best parts for me, for sure. Like, specifically, the Mason Verger plot, the Red Dragon and Tooth Fairy Killer, whatever you want to call him, that plot was all ripped directly from the books. And I thought those were the strong points of the series. My only complaint, if I had to really make one, would be that I think the seasons were too long. I mean, really? I, I know it's on network TV. Does it really need to be 13 episodes? No, it doesn't. It probably could could have been 10 or maybe 13. even 8. Like, for me, I know we've we've watched some stuff on this, but, like, so, like, season 3, I the first... I have a problem with the length of the season. The first three or four episodes of season 3, I thought, were, like, boring. It moved a little slow for me, and I, I, I think they were... I, I kind of mentioned before that, they you know, it's beautifully shot and, you know, you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. I think they're almost a little bit up too much up their own ass here because there's a few too many episodes. Like, it could be shortened, in my humble opinion. That's all I have to say yeah, about they're, they're going for viewership. Correct. Right. So, I mean, yeah. that answers that question. It should have been shorter, but yeah. it wasn't because they wanted money. So, before we get into, like, some facts and categories and the usual shit that we do, so... I want to think personally about where I would rank this, like for the casual horror TV fan, because you can watch shit anywhere, like where this would rank for me amongst modern horror TV shows. So here's what I would say, and you guys jump in whenever you want. So I would say this show is not as good as Stranger Things, Haunting of Hill House, Channel Zero, or even Penny Dreadful, the original series, for me. I think it's better than... The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and Castle Rock. Those are all pretty modern horror shows. I would say that, you know, Hannibal is, is probably, for me, amongst these shows, fourth or fifth. It's very good. It's worth checking out if you're a horror fan. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts there about anything that I just said? Any of those shows I think I agree you think with are better you or worse? Um, no, I think I agree with you a lot on that. Okay. I'm kind of really surprised that you put Castle Rock so far down. You seem to really like Castle Rock. Castle Rock has sky-high potential, and I feel like it, it, it wastes it. Um, I was whenever whenever I heard that there was a TV show based on the Stephen King universe, I feel like what they've done with it it's nowhere near <laughs> match the hype. No. I mean, there's so much shit they could do, and I understand they're working on a budget, but, like, dude, you can have some sort of, like, monster or something or some sort of special effects. Like, I feel like it's just, it, they don't they don't take as full advantage of the Stephen King universe as they should. So, for me, it's a disappointment through two seasons. I don't think either of the seasons have been great. They've they been should, okay. They should be playing on the shine and the mist. Well, they teased The Shining at the end of season one. Yeah. Because in season one, Jack Torrance's like niece was in Castle Rock at the time, and her last name was but Torrance. That doesn't come up. And the last scene yeah. of the first season, was it was like a post credit scene, was her. And it was just for what reason? With something about the Overlook. And then it, they never... Never talked about so it. So maybe they'll go back to it? Yeah. I don't know. But I, like for me, I just feel like Castle Rock is at a point. 
I feel like it Castle be Rock is a disappointment, as has been American Horror Story the last few seasons, yeah, and The Walking Dead hasn't been good for ten years. Did you, did you mention Black Mirror? I never watched that show. Uh, Black Mirror I don't consider like to be amongst these shows as horror, but I would consider... I, I think That's sh- like tech Black Mirror. Talked Black about it, though. That's no, I know. Horror. Okay, all right, so you're right. You're absolutely right. Black Mirror, I think, is better than Hannibal. Okay. As a whole. I figured. Yeah. Yeah, so a uh, couple quick Black facts. Black Mirror is like top, top. We will get to Black Mirror because there is a connection between Black Mirror and Hannibal. Uh, but so as we get into some quick facts here, just react to them as I, I shout, shout them out. So basically with Hannibal, there were three seasons, 13 episodes each. The only character slash actor to appeal. The only character slash actor to appear in all 39 episodes of Hannibal was Hannibal himself. Well, duh. Mads oh. Mikkelsen. Will Gra- I, I would have thought it would have been Will Graham. I personally. actually was thinking you, Nancy. Yeah. Uh, so Hannibal was canceled after season three due to low ratings, despite plans for season four and beyond. They were planning up to seven seasons, and unfortunately got canceled because nobody was fucking watching it. Yeah. Low Which, ratings, because it's on the wrong fucking target. channel. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's the type of show, highly rated, yet low ratings. Well, well, I don't understand. When I say beautifully made, I also mean, like, you know, we talked about the writing and the character development and the acting, but there are some huge horror names attached to this show. So, for instance, the show was developed by, by Brian Fuller, who's done Star Trek. He did this. He did American Gods, amongst other things. Uh, executive produced by David Slade, who directed Hard Candy, 30 Days of Night, and he directed Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. So, another horror veteran. Uh, there were episodes written by Nick Antosca, who was the show uh, runner for Channel Zero, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Mancini, who was the original writer of Child's Play, the first Chucky movie, and was kind of like the, the guide for the entire Child's Play franchise. So all those people worked on this show. So this is unequivocally horror. You're talking about one of the most famous literary serial killers of all time. They're doing a good job paying homage to the novels, but they're also doing their own spin on this as well. Is so it it's just it's a it's homage, homage, <laughs> homage, homage. I didn't know if the H was silent. Yeah, and I, I mentioned homage. This show is based on the books by Thomas Harris, okay? Specifically Red Dragon, Hannibal, and Hannibal Rising. Those are the three books that he wrote. What a garbage movie that was. Hannibal, Hannibal Rising, Rising yeah, was terrible. so bad. Oh, yeah. There's a few I haven't seen. Oh, it's so terrible. It's, it's bad. You don't so, need to see it. Basically, I'll, I'll get to that. Don't ruin it. Hold I that thought. Watch it. Hold that thought. So, uh, the producer of the series, Brian Fuller, everybody else that I just mentioned, they did not have the rights to Silence of the Lambs at that point. So basically they couldn't adapt the Silence of the Lambs storyline. And it was rumored that right after the show got canceled, or right before it got canceled, they actually got the rights to it. So the next season is going to be Silence of the Lambs and so on and so forth. But, you know... It's coming. Maybe it will be. It's coming. So season one elaborates on the relationship between Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham that's alluded to in the first book, Red Dragon. Uh, season two introduces characters from Hannibal, which is the third novel, uh, including Mason and Margot Verger, and how Mason Verger became to be disfigured by Hannibal Lecter. Season three then adapts the plot of Hannibal, which is the third book, into the first half of the season, followed by the actual plot of Red Dragon for the second half. So everything related to the Tooth Fairy is from uh, Red Dragon, 
Whereas everything with Mason Verger is actually from Hannibal. So, oof, Jesus Christ. Follow the bouncing ball with that shit. That's pretty fucking good adaptation, actually. Like, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. Think about it. So, when you don't have the rights to Silence of the Lambs, they have to bounce back and forth between the source material. And like and I said, I think that good. was the best part when they actually do that stuff. So, you know, I thought it was good. Uh, so, all of the episode titles for Hannibal uh, in all three seasons relate to the culinary arts each season having a different ethnic association. So, for example, in season one, all of the episode titles are based on French food and preparation. So, aperitif, amuse-bouche, potage. Season two is all Japanese with kaiseki, yakimono. Season three is all Italian. So, antipasto, primavera, secondo. You know, all episode titles from those from those cultures. Uh, one other interesting fact is that this show takes place in a shared universe with Brian Fuller, who's the showrunner's other shows, which includes Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies, and Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane was actually a one-off like TV show movie, which is a reimagining of the Munsters. Huh. That's cool. Weird. Uh, some random. of the minor characters, I guess, from some of those shows cross over into this throughout season one. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't pick up on any of that, but just a cool fact. One thing I did pick up on, the color red is in almost, if not all, scenes of the show. So it's like the uh, Sixth Sense? Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I mean, how much blood do you see in the show? Like for More real? blood um, than anything. Like, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how much blood they got away with on this show. It's just insane to me. Like, this, I feel like this is the goriest show ever to be on And it's on TV. NBC. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. It's definitely, like, the amount of th- throats that are slit in this TV show, mm-hmm. more than anything I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, at least six. And just even when, like, they keep flashing back to it. So, like, at the end of season two, slash, they, they flash back to it. All of season three, like, when, you know, Will and Jack Crawford go to dinner at Hannibal's house, and <laughs> Hannibal, like, slits... Will's stomach open from like his belly button to like his hip and he somehow fucking lives and he cuts Abigail's throat and he fucking stabs Jack all these times and everybody just lives but there's just blood fucking everywhere it's insane yeah it's gross yeah disgusting yeah so yeah the color red in everything because it's meant to you know blood wine juxtaposition between the two blah 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 blah. yeah meat exactly perfect so, uh, various times throughout the show, Hannibal and Will discuss the use of a quote-unquote memory palace. You and I were talking about this earlier. So, basically, what it means is when you have a memory of something, you visualize yourself being able to transport back to where you had the memory. So, you're thinking of like what happened while you're actually physically in your mind in that place. So, you know, obviously, it's not based on anything in Thomas Harris's novels, or anything else from the show writers, they actually pulled that from Sherlock on BBC. Oh. Benedict Cumberbatch just does the same thing because you know if you watch that show, you know yeah. Sherlock kind of has that show. same mind. Yeah. Like Sherlock and Will Graham, like kind of the same kinda type the same of mind. Idea, yeah. yeah, they're both Sherlock's. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So interesting connection there. Yeah, some cool stuff about this show. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I think we couldn't really do an hour podcast like summarizing this entire show to you. So if you've watched the show, great, listen to our reaction to it. But if you haven't, go watch it because we're not going to summarize it. And that's just a cool thing that I think we found and we're going to get some other cool stuff too. I think by now people have tuned out if they haven't watched it. 
Probably true. I mean, we're like 35 minutes into the podcast. We're actually like way ahead of schedule here. This is way earlier than I thought we'd be. It's fine. I know it's fine. It's a good thing. Yeah. And you keep stopping us from laughing at you. It's fine. We can take our time. All of your sentences. We're good. Listen, somebody's (laughs) got to fucking run the show here. Do you, like, what do you want me to do? Why are you making fun of me? It's a joke. I'm trying to fucking do the best I can here. You're doing a good job. Okay. I am the captain of this ship. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So, stop laughing. <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> Laugh with your mouth closed. <clears throat> it's very easy. Just chuckle. Don't hear it. So I think for me, it's pretty clear that we all really enjoyed this show and that we, you know, would recommend it to be watched by anybody who hasn't seen it yet. So we're going to move on to our categories, which we always do with movies. I changed them up a little bit this week with regards to the TV show. So these will be a little bit more off the cuff. Fresh. Make you think a little bit more, give a little more uh, relevancy, if, if you will. And the first question, which I think I know the answer to for all you guys, do you think Hannibal deserves more seasons? Yes. As do I. Um, obviously. I mean, I don't think like, it's a question. I mean, right? Many like, more seasons is possible. I think Will has to die and Hannibal lives on because... Well, Hannibal is Hannibal's one of those villains that never dies. He's almost like a Michael Myers. He or should like a never Jace, die. I mean, he's like... No, he's Hannibal Lecter. He's not going to die. If, <laughs> if, if anything. So, the re- so, actually, we talked about how they didn't have the rights to Silence of the Lambs, right? So, they're so going to do the Buffalo of, Bill next, right? A lot of the story points throughout some of these seasons were actually from books where you yeah. replace Will Graham with Clarice. So they didn't have rights to Clarice at that point, so they used Will Graham to kind of be that character gotcha. in there. So if they get a new season they and Will dies Clarice. and they get the rights to Silence of the Lambs, Clarice Starling can be your new character. That'd be a logical end to the and relationship between Will insane. and Hannibal. They both die. Somehow Hannibal lives, and he's back in jail. Yeah. And now you have Clarice talking to Hannibal Lecter through the glass. Perfect. Which it would be perfect. It would be perfect. I mean... There's no way I would ever say that this does not deserve more seasons. It was ended too soon. I, I do think it would be better served on a, pre- like I said, a premium network with shorter seasons. For yeah. me, personally, uh, who was each of your favorite character for the show? Catherine, I will start with Overall? you. Overall, yeah, favorite character from all three seasons. I mean, it's not that hard. I can tell you, who mine is. It's Hannibal. He's the best character of the entire show. I love how. So we watched some clips right before we started recording of Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter. And while it's tough to beat him, for me personally, in that movie you see Hannibal Lecter after he's already a fucking psychopath. He's in jail. He's talking like a fucking lunatic to Jodie Foster, Clarice Starling, right? But with this, you get to see what he was before that. Right. So I recognize that Anthony Hopkins is a god and that movie is perfect. It's a perfect movie. But I enjoy this performance of Hannibal Lecter, I think, a little more than I do Anthony Hopkins because it's more drawn out. I feel like he looks more like the character. I feel like he's... Anthony Hopkins is like an older version of him. Right. So... So basically where the series ends and where season four would have picked up, that's where Mads Mikkelsen should have been right there, Anthony Hopkins' character. Right. Well, it's the same, so... You ever seen Manhunter? Yes, with Brian Cox. Yep. Brian Cox, also the head police chief in Super Troopers, 
So it's like the same guy. I think I really liked Wilgram. Oh yeah. Wilgram. See, I didn't. I'm, I'd be interested to hear why you <clears throat> like him. Um. Well, I also really like the show Dexter. Yeah. And Dexter kind of did the same thing that Will did in the sense that he would go to a crime scene and look at the blood all over the walls and be able to connect the dots of where the blood was and as like a forensics person yeah and be like this person came in from over there he shot him in the head over here he took the knife and from this place or whatever and he's like he did this that and whatever and like it was nuts and mm-hmm. he then was also a serial killer but he killed the bad guys like the do you think these it. shows are similar hannibal and dexter yeah I think so. And, you... and they have the same kind of undertones where it's like a serial killer that, like, in in the sense of Hannibal, like, you hate Hannibal, but you kind of are interested in him as a character. Like, you, you hate him, but he's not in, like, a villain way. He's just, like, a bad guy. Well, I totally understand that because, like, in season three, for instance, like, at the end of season two, when he gives himself up, essentially, to the FBI, because Will says to him, another allusion to their unrecuted romance. relationship, yeah. Will says, I'm not going to chase you because I don't want to always know where you are. And then Hannibal gives himself up to the FBI and he says, he looks at Will and he says, I want you to always know where I am so you can always come and see me. It's so ridiculous. It's so creepy. He's just ruining this guy's life. And then in season three, he fucking tells the Red Dragon, the Tooth Fairy... Where Will's family lives so he can... And he manipulates the guy to kill Will's family. And somehow Will is still drawn to this guy, which just speaks to Hannibal Lecter's personality and how much he draws you in and how fucking charming he is. And I think Mads Mikkelsen just does such a phenomenal job of doing that. Which but that's why you don't he... get to see with Anthony Hopkins, and I'm not saying he wouldn't have done yeah. a better job or as good of a job at least. But for me, I just think this is a more complete picture of the character which i enjoy more well because he's a more dashing fellow than anthony hopkins is too. who's more handsome as a woman mads mickelson or anthony hopkins as a oh like as my point of view yes, i'm like uh, of view. they're both men they, <laughs> could both, they could both look like women though, um, mads mickelson is way better looking than anthony hopkins and that's terrifying because he looks like a shark yeah, I mean, he's got soulless eyes and like really pointy teeth. Like he I feel like in this in this show, he's seat. more of like a playboy. He's more of like, but again, you see him younger here. Like you right. see him like he's kind of like cooking I'm, dinner. I'm and he chips, can cook right? anything. And he's got fucking thousand dollar bottles of wine. Right. And you're he's like, like, how does you know, he have all this money? Well, he's he a doctor. Who everybody? designs his like? Imagine being like Hannibal Lecter's like interior designer, like coming in and like, like. Picking out his throw pillows for his couch, and he's just like he carving up someone's leg in his kitchen. Like what he the picks fuck? Out all yes, I'm cooking. You think so? You think yeah, Hannibal Lecter's going on like Pier One and picking out like couch pillows and shit? Do you think it's Pier One when in this point in time? IKEA, uh, Jordan's furniture. You think like... Hannibal's going to IKEA? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. I, I don't think no his idea. taste is IKEA. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> he's not. This is. <laughs> he's not building the little like. Half wood, like twenty dollars nightstands. Like, well, okay, do you so see that in the show? Where do you think no. Hannibal Lecter goes to shop for furniture? Where does um, he go? Then? Antique stores. He antiques. Okay, probably. They live, look at it, it's all this um, European stuff. He goes I mean, to crematoriums. He very well may. I mean, that's possible too. Or he goes to like Newport and goes down the street to every single little tiny shop with everything the price is like fifteen times higher than it should be. Yeah. So for the sake of time, real quick, favorite season. For each of you guys. Andrew, what's your favorite season? 
three. Cat. Two. Three for me as well. Season I... one is easily the worst, and I think season two and three are both very good. Three is better. I didn't like the dragon story. I thought it was really? The dragon. Yeah, I thought that was I, the, one I, of the I, strongest parts of the whole series. The dragon story? I laughed at it, because he's like, I'm the great dragon. All right. Well, <laughs> it's like, first okay. up, uh, Ralph Fiennes <laughs> plays Rafe. the best Francis Dollarhide. Yeah, that was so good. Give that it to good. him. I think Never he seen, Have you ever seen Red Dragon? The no. Cat has not seen Red Dragon. So maybe you that's why. That. That's Ralph Fiennes. I just thought Fiennes. it was corny. Fiennes? I don't know. No, um, that's actually, it's story. Rafe finds Rafe finds a woman mm. or a blind woman. Yeah, but I, I see. I, I'm surprised to hear you say that because I I thought that was a great part of the show. I don't. It didn't grab me. It it just like it felt like they. I kind of thought it was kind of. I thought he was poor, like it was poor to pick on a blind lady. That's just mean. Yeah, that's okay, well he's a he's a psychotic sadist. Oh, it's just mean. So yeah, I he's actually autistic and in many ways. Yes, but also like. I just didn't think he was that scary. Okay, fair enough. That's your opinion. Hey ho. I don't know. It, he didn't do it for me. Hey ho, let's go. He's but every like serial killer two, that there is, though. Season two, then you're like talking about like who ended up living after the big fight scene at the end of season one, and it goes into season three where Hannibal's in Europe. Or no, it's so, when Hannibal's in Europe at the beginning of season two. Season three. Season two. Hannibal's in Europe in season three. Okay. Right. Yeah. So where would you rank? So who was a better big big bad villain for you? Was it Animal. Mason Verger or was it the Tooth Fairy slash the Red Dragon? Mason Verger or the Red Dragon? Uh, who would I find scarier? Who's the better villain? I think Mason Verger. I agree. Because he's got all the money. He's really mm-hmm. messed up with his sister and cutting out her uterus. Yeah, he's more fucked he's up. He's so messed up. I feel and like the Red Dragon is just like a, a guy that has like a, a, he has a, a disorder, disorder. Exactly. and he's and just fucked and he's got like, a speech I, impediment I and almost, like cleft lip. And I feel bad for him. I do too. Yeah, like, he's just, I, it's just it's like was, sad to watch. I was just like, that's not really scary to me. It's like more like sad. So well, I, I would be do it to me. I would be very interested to see what. These showrunners would portray uh, Buffalo Bill from Sounds of the Lambs as. Yeah. Oh, do me. Could he be a transvestite? So what? Could he be a transvestite? Probably not. Mm, they'd probably have to. He'd like, probably just be a white dude. So we usually talk about cast replacements. Go that down that road. But obviously, Andrew already said it earlier, but we're not going to talk cast replacements because the entire cast of the show is phenomenal. So what I'll give you instead are. Who played these characters in the movies, and also who was considered for this role in the TV show? Okay, so obviously we start with Hannibal. So Hannibal was famously played by uh, Anthony Hopkins, which we've already alluded to in Silence of the Lambs and the Hannibal movie. He was also played by Brian Cox in Manhunter, and then also uh, Gaspar Lilliard, Gaspar Lilliard. He's French in Hannibal Rising. For this show, one David Tennant auditioned for the role of Hannibal Lecter. And uh, Brian Fuller, the showrunner, enjoyed him so much, ultimately did not cast him, that he wanted to give him a guest-starring role in season one, but it never happened. That would have been a cool way to see Hannibal Lecter. David Tennant, the guy from Broadchurch, the detective. Oh, yeah, he's him, cool. He would have been cool. And obviously, so another fun fact, Hugh Dancy, who played Will Graham in the TV show, uh, audition for the role of Hannibal in Hannibal Rising, that movie, the terrible movie we talked about. All right, so 
Uh, since we're talking about Hugh Dancy, on to Will Graham. So Will Graham was also played by Will Peterson of CSI fame in Manhunter. Also played by Edward Norton in Red Dragon. Uh, another actor that was considered for this role in the TV show was Lee Pace, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy and also the AMT, uh, the AMC TV show, Halt and Catch Fire. Cat, are you ready for this right now? Dude, I didn't see any of those movies. Bedelia du Maurier, which is the character that's played by Gillian Anderson, yeah. Hannibal's therapist. Yeah. Angela Lansbury was the first Shut choice the fuck up. for the role, <laughs> I shit you the fuck not. Was for her role? For, in so the, Hannibal, character the, of, TV series? The, the character of Bedelia de Maurier was originally written for a much older woman. The first choice, Angela Lansbury. That would have been so weird. Angela Lansbury turned the role down and it was given to Gillian Anderson of X-Files fame. Wow. Julian Anderson's like, how old do I look? Uh-huh. So, uh, basically... Jesus Christ. While we're on Julian Anderson, she was also in talks to play Clarice uh, in Hannibal in 2001, the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, before the role eventually went to Julianne Moore. Julian Anderson also admitted that the majority of her character's personality on the X-Files, one of the best TV shows of all time, was ripped directly from Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. Mason Verger, our favorite villain from this TV show, played by Gary Oldman. He's just a terrible guy. Like, he's a terrible person. So Gary Oldman, under a bunch of prosthetics, played Mason Verger in the Hannibal movie. That was you Gary only, Oldman? Even that was more Gary reason Oldman. why I love Gary Oldman. And you only see him after Hannibal has instructed him to cut his face off. Which is just gross to see. And he's played by Michael Pitt in season two of this show. And Joe Anderson in season three. Like we saw on that video we watched, the actor was replaced because Michael Pitt's a lunatic. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He's a notoriously difficult actor to work with. So he was replaced. But yeah, Mason Verger, great character. Good in this show, I thought. Uh, Dr. Alana Bloom was originally a man in the original books. Alan Bloom. Interesting. Um, yeah, I can see that. I Last fun, obviously, it's just like an aesthetic change they make for the TV show, but uh, probably the most interesting little fun fact I read. So in season two, there was supposed to be a uh, guest appearance by one of Hannibal's uncles, his uncle Robert, and Brian Fuller approached David Bowie to do that cameo in season two of Hannibal. It never ended up happening, but David Bowie was supposed to be in season two of Hannibal. That would have been, been so cool. Of the three seasons, I don't know if you guys researched this or not, but from the, the three seasons of Hannibal, either of you guys have a favorite kill or a favorite death or anything like that? Hmm. I think um, Abigail's second death was pretty memorable mm -hmm. because you think she's dead the entire season and all of a sudden she pops out of like the side room in the kitchen and then after... You know, Will has looked for her the entire season. She's, like, there, alive, so she faked her death the first time. And then we find out in season three that Hannibal was, like, nice to her and let her, like, he took blood from her. And then, like, she sprayed her own blood in the kitchen while yeah. he, like, moved around. To it fake was her own so death. ridiculous. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, she did that? And then, like... You find out, like, with her, the story was always, like, you never really knew what was going to happen. They'd, they'd tell you, like, 
a season later what happened to Abigail. So, like, at first she's dead. Then she's alive. Then in the next, like, first or second episodes, you're like, is she still dead? Is she still alive? Then you're like, oh, no. No, no. She's definitely dead now. So she did. She died twice. She didn't really die, but then she actually died. But So I'd say that was the most confusing, but entertaining death for me. Okay. Yeah, I true. mean, there's a lot of great um, deaths, too. I don't remember if it was season one or season two, but when that guy is uh, just... Makes like that monument of like dead bodies. Yes, they're all yes. stacked. Up. Oh, those yes. were so, and, so gross. And so gross. And when they finally interrogate him, and the guy realizes that he killed his own son, and he thought it was like his wife's ex-lover or whatever son, but it was his. That's part so good. He's so like depressed. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, there's so many messed up kills in this so many people oh yeah died. so i had for instance like uh so beverly the woman that was also like the forensic like examiner oh yeah when she walks into the booby-trapped basement of hannibal lecter and there's the glass that swings down it slices her into like oh, five yeah. different pieces vertically so you see all the parts of her like split open that was in season one that was fucked that was insane also this one this one stuck with me too was the wait so how did that happen so he basically he had he had, like, pieces of sharp glass on chains, and she triggered something, and she turned around, and they all swung down, and they were sharp enough to slice through her at five different pieces, Ooh, see, vertically. I was, I was wondering, I was like, when I saw that scene when we were watching the clips today, I was like, how did he get her into those glass frames? Basically, the, the glass was moving at such, a, at such a pace that it sliced through her, and, like, she stuck to it. Wow. It's insane. Which, I thought that was a good kill. Uh, also, the they call it the winged angels kill, but also in season one, this is episode five, there were oh, two victims yeah. that basically Hannibal cuts, like, from their spine upwards towards their shoulders and then forms wings out of their back it's skin. like what he did to Pembrey. Flays them Pembrey up and then really hooks bad. them into the ceiling, so they're hanging from the ceiling with their back skin, so it looks like wings. Uh, that was so fucked, gruesome. too. And you see just, like, their exposed, like, gross fucking back. It was, yeah, that was that was nasty. And then obviously, like, you know, you know, Mason Verger, Verger excuse me, cutting oh off his face, God. and that, that shit was fucked, too. Even though he didn't really die, but he... You're meant to think that he dies because he cuts off his own face and then Hannibal snaps his neck, breaks his neck, but somehow he fucking survives. That's why he's in a wheelchair because Hannibal broke his neck. I would also say, this isn't a death, but it was a very close to death, was Frederick's lips getting bit off. Oh my God. Burned. Yeah. And he's still alive. Frederick Chilton, Dr. Chilton, getting his lips bit off by the Red Dragon and then burned. And then Burned he's just in, like, this bubble in an ICU, like, still being kept alive. I'd be like, kill me. Yeah. Jesus. Please, like, somebody really? kill me. Yeah. My God. Yeah, that's so fucked. And he was shot in the cheek. Like, he's been... Then also in season three, uh, Inspector Patsy, when he gets basically disemboweled by uh, Hannibal and then hung out of, like, a fucking huge window with, yeah. like, a... That was fucked, too. That was that was awesome. There's a lot of... There's a lot of gore yeah. in the show, which, again, like Andrew said, for an NBC show, it's unbelievable. It's just really crazy I can't to believe think about. it, yeah. Real quick. MVP of the show. Go. Mm, that's tough. Um, see, because I, I... It's got to go with uh, Will Graham, I think. Uh, Will, Graham. Will Graham, yeah. too. Mine's Hannibal. Well, yeah, I know yours is Hannibal, and I knew yours was... So why why two. Will Graham? Well, because he's still, you know, like, 
I feel like he was trying to find himself for so long, and, like, he found himself in a dark place with the Hannibal thing, and then he ended up, like, going through a bunch of shit, and then he ended up going back to what he originally was, and he kind of settled down, and he had everything figured out for a little bit, and then he all of a sudden went back, and then he felt himself lost, and then he's like, you know what, I really want to be with Hannibal, after all. And then he allegedly, at the end, like, jumps off a cliff. So I think it's kind of poetic that he's just like, I'm choosing to be with Hannibal versus the family and the nice life that I built for myself. Do you think they're meant to be in love? Do you think that's Um, how they're written? I don't think it's love. I think they have this connection as, like, best friends. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they... They understand each other on a deep level. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. They have a personal connection where they can both relate to each other like nobody else can. Right. I don't necessarily believe that they want to fuck each other, even though it kind of seems like that at some points. It seems like that at some points. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, either way, I don't care. If they fuck, they fuck. That's great. Right. Good for them. I don't give a shit. I don't think they would. It wouldn't affect the story for me. But, uh... But yeah, any final thoughts on Hannibal, you guys, before we wrap things up tonight? Andrew, anything? Uh, I got nothing. Got nothing? Catherine? Watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Perfect time to revisit. Silence of the Lambs is on Netflix as well. Good time to watch that. Like, you know, you have all your Hannibal Lecter delights on Netflix right now that you can watch. But speaking of delights... If you want social media delights, you can find us on the following social media platforms, including Facebook, which is America's Hometown Horror. You can also find us on Twitter, at Hometown Horror. You can Instagram us, at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com, and you can subscribe to us on any of the following podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else. You get your podcast, my friends. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Andrew and Kat. This has been America's Hometown Horror. Say goodbye to your guests, folks. Goodbye. Have a good night, everybody, and we will catch you next week. Adios, muchachos. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus. We have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course, Inebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners. And thanks for listening.